Well, let's look at James 1, verse 22 this morning. James 1, verse 22. A couple weeks ago, uh, we spent some time on doing versus hearing. We talk about that some more this morning. James 1, verse 22, it says, But be doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer, of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. For he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it, and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed in what he does. Let's look at it in the Amplified Classic, it says, but be doers of the word, obey the message, and not merely listeners to it, betraying yourselves into deception by reasoning contrary to the truth. For if anyone only listens to the word without obeying it and being a doer of it, he is like a man who looks carefully at his own natural face in a mirror. For he thoughtfully observes himself, then goes off and promptly forgets what he was like. But he who looks carefully into the faultless law, the law of liberty, and is faithful to it and perseveres in looking into it, being not a heedless listener who forgets, but an active doer, who obeys, he shall be blessed in his doing, his life of obedience. So this is talking about being doers of the word, not hearers only. So you don't just hear what the Bible says. Let it go in ear, in one ear, out the other, as the saying goes, and just go on. What does it say? And let's look at verse 22. But be doers of the word not hearers only, what? Deceiving yourself. Everybody say, I'm a doer. Say it again. I'm a doer. I'm a doer. Say, I'm a believer. Well, see, if you believe something, you're going to do it. If you actually believe it, you'll do it. And that's what the next part says. Not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. So if you actually believe something, then you're going to act like it's true. If you hear it and don't do it, but you say you believe it, you're deceived. Did you hear me? Well, I believe the word. I hear it. I just, and then you say something why you won't do it. We're deceived. We don't actually believe it. We do what we believe. <laughs> you might as well say amen. It's true for everybody. Doesn't matter what messages you've heard. Doesn't matter how long you've been around something, what you're doing is what you actually believe, what I actually believe. Just there's no exceptions to that. You can't fake your way through this thing. I'm not just talking to you, I'm talking to me. This is the word of God, okay? I didn't make this up. So this isn't my 10 steps for success in life. This is the word of God. So it, it, it is to all of us. Doesn't matter where we are. Doesn't matter what, what stage of life we're at. It speaks to all of us. See, nobody's going to arrive in this life. 
you're not going to get to the place where this word doesn't apply to you or me. See, some have thought that, that if I get, I'm at a certain place, you know, certain things, I've got that down. You're already deceived if you think that. Because we're not going to arrive in this life. We're going to just keep coming up. And if we think we don't, we can't grow anymore, then we're not going to look at what we may be doing. And actually, we're deceived in the thinking we're just doing it all anyway. And we're betrayed in deception, as the Amplified uh, says. We, we are going to live separated from the truth. Because, well, I already know that. I don't need to hear that. I've already got it done. That's a sure sign we're not doing it. And so then what we do is what we believe. doesn't matter what we say, and it doesn't matter what we've heard, because this says you can hear stuff and not do it. Well, I watched that on YouTube. Good. Well, maybe not good. Depends on what we're talking about. Well, I saw this dude preach that. Okay. And let's say it's a good thing. It's, it's the Bible. So? <laughs> you heard it. That's like me watching, you know, you pick your, your sport. Uh, soccer video, you know, baseball, cricket. Never played cricket in my life. You know, football. I, I watched it. So? <laughs> So, well, you know, I, I saw how they ran that play. So, I could see how somebody could do that and score a touchdown. So, you know, I, I'm, watching, I'm watching billiards and how they did that trick shot. So, that doesn't mean I can do it. You guys okay? I, I heard them talk about it. It sounded really good. I heard the play-by-play. So, does that mean you could get out of the field and do it? No. But in Christian things, people say, I heard that. I got it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, we find out what we believe when there's actual a challenge and pressure in this life. Then you find out what you really believe and whether we're going to act on it or not. Let's skip down to, let's see, go down to 1 Peter, verse 1, or chapter 1, verse 6, 1 Peter 1, 6. It says, in this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while, if need be, you have been grieved by various trials. You turn me down just a little bit. That the genuineness of your faith being much more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire. Oh, we don't like that. Is this the Bible we're reading? Or? Though it be tested by fire, may be found to praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ. This is doing the word right here. Can you put the last scripture up? That Verse 7, that the genuineness of your faith being much more precious than gold. See, faith is precious. Yes. 
more precious than anything else that the world puts on a pedestal. Faith is precious. That the genuineness of your faith being much more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ. So when it's tested, then it's found to still praise, honor, and glory. That's being a doer of the word. When you praise, honor, and glory God through, act, through testing, through pressure, you are acting in faith. You are being a doer of the word. That is not being a hearer only. It's when push comes to shove, you can actually hold up. You can actually do it. We're not talking about works. We're not talking about your strength. It's by the grace of God that you're doing it, but you're doing it. You're not just hearing it like in a setting like this or when you're watching something on YouTube or some other you know, venue or listening to it on a podcast, but when the pressure comes like this, you go, you just fold. You were a hearer, but not a doer. And the word says the doer is going to be blessed. The hearer won't be. The hearer, if you're a hearer only, it's just like you never heard it. Because you can't do it in practice. If you don't put it into practice in your life, it's the same or worse than you having never heard. Because worst case, you hear something... Don't do it, but deceive yourself into thinking you are doing it, but you don't get the results, and then you say it doesn't work because you're deceived thinking you were a doer when you were just a hearer. And when you're just a hearer, you won't get results. But if you deceive yourself into thinking you do believe in your acting when you're not, now you could just say forget the whole thing which the person that's never heard still has the opportunity to hear and act on it. So this deception thing is a bad place to be. Because if you're deceived, if you think you've, you've heard and you're doing and you believe when you haven't, then when the word, the truth comes, you'll say, well, I'm already doing that. I've already heard that. I'm doing it, but you're not doing it. You're deceived in the thinking you're doing it. So the answer hits you in the face, but you don't see it. Because you think, that doesn't work. Because you're deceived. If you're in a, a place of deception, you're in a bad place. Notice it's self-deceived. Go back to uh, James. Now, before let's, let's finish this out before we go back there. I'm just going to read the rest of this verse. Go ahead and put um, 1 Peter 1, verse 7 up. Though it is tested by fire, may be found to praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ, whom, having not seen you love, though you do not see him, yet believing, you rejoice with joy inexpressible and full of glory, receiving the end of your faith, the salvation of your souls. So, so it says, though you're tested by fire... You, your faith may be found to praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ. So you're doing that. Verse 8, having, whom having not seen you love. So you haven't seen Jesus, but you love him. Though you do not see him yet believing, you rejoice 
with joy inexpressible and full of glory, receiving the end of your faith. So you're doing something even though you're not seeing, you're believing, so you're doing, and you receive the end of your faith. In this case, the salvation of your souls. But this is how it works in every area. When you believe God and you act on His Word, you will receive the end of your faith. In other words, it will work. Otherwise, God's a liar. And then we, guys, what are we even believing? See, that's where people end up. They say, it's not working. So does anything work? Is the word of God even true? Is what I believe even right? I'm just believing a man. And they just go into darkest, darkness, darkness. So that's where deception will get you. And we get into deception by just being hearers only. Go back to James 1.22, the first verse we read. And notice that it says it's self-deceived. Way up the top. But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourself. Notice nobody else deceived you. Deceiving yourself. So when we're hearing the word but we're not acting on it, something's going on, deception can happen. Look at... Um, the same verse, verse James 1, 22 in the Amplified Classic. It says, but be doers of the word, obey the message, not merely, and not merely listeners to it, betraying yourselves into deception by reasoning contrary to the truth. There's a lot there. It says, let's read the whole verse again, but be doers of the word, Obey the message and not merely listeners to it, betraying yourselves into deception by reasoning contrary to the truth. Let's look at the first part of that for a moment. But be doers of the word, obey the message and not merely listeners to it. You know, you, there's, it's easy to listen to things. It's easy to have a playlist of messages. It's easy to have a bunch of people that we listen to and hear the messages and hear the messages and hear the and that's good to hear. We need to hear and you need to keep hearing. But we also need to do something with it. I know this is maybe simple this morning. This is right where we trip out. We hear the word and we just trip right over it and just goes nowhere. I, you, know what, you know what you think? I need, another, I need to hear another message. We, so many times what we need to do is we just need to start acting on what we've heard. We need to start acting on what, actually do it. Because when we think, so when we think I need something else, think, am I doing what I've heard? Because so many times, see, if I'm not doing what I've heard, the answer is not over here. It's here, but we're looking over here, and we're thinking, I, I need something else. And so much of the time, it's what I've heard, but I just need to make an adjustment because I'm really deceiving myself into thinking, I, I am believing. I'm trying. I'm, I, I, I've already heard that, so it must be something else, but it's not the hearing. It's the actual doing of it. It's the action. It's acting like it's true. How would I act if I actually believed what I say I believe is true. 
He's not talking about religion. We're not talking about, you know, well, we believe this and we act this way in a certain setting. If I actually believed it in life, how would I act? We're not talking about feelings. Well, I don't feel like it's true today. Man, Brother Hagen used to say this, and I can identify. He said, if I was going by feelings, I wouldn't preach 75% of the time. I wouldn't get up here and preach because I don't feel like it. You don't go by what you feel like. Well, I don't feel like it's true, and so I don't, I mean, I'm looking for something else when actually what I need to do is shut down the feelings and start acting like what I do believe is true. And that, that is that is one of the true cruxes of the matter right there because when, when the circumstances push on your emotions and they push on your senses, it's tempting to say, well, this doesn't work right now because of these things and let go of what the truth says. See, that's what this is saying here in the second part of this verse. It says, but be doers of the word, obey the message and not merely listeners to it betraying yourselves into deception by reasoning contrary to the truth. Betraying yourselves into deception by reasoning contrary to the truth. So you're, you, you've heard the truth, but because of what's going on, you start reasoning against the truth of why it's not true for you. If you're arguing against the truth, where do you have to go? Okay, so if, if something is true, it's God's truth, it's true, and you start arguing against it, even though you know you've heard the truth, but you start taking sides against it, where do you have to go? Anything away from the truth is where? It's deception. It's untrue. It's lies. What's going to happen then? So what you're saying is, if we argue against the truth, if the tr we know it's true, but we start arguing against it, where we're going to end up is being deceived and having our life built on lies then. And what does that lead to? You're going to fall. There's no, does any, I mean, nobody in the right mind is saying, man, I'm going straight into a bunch of lies and deception today. That is on my <laughs> checklist, my, my planner, my electronic... Top of the line, I'm going to be full of deception by the end of the day. I'm going to lie to myself, and I'm going to make sure my life is now more so than yesterday, built upon as many lies as I can possibly fit into my calendar. Yeah, that's stupid, right? Everybody's like, no way. That's, but if we have heard the truth and we start arguing, God, but I don't understand, and I don't see this, and we start taking sides against it, what we're doing is walking right into lies. We're walking into deception. We're fooling ourselves into thinking that somehow God is wrong, and we're right, and his word doesn't work, and we're right, and now we set ourselves up to just have a blow-up. Minor blow-up or huge explosion. Or catastrophic. Let's look at Matthew 7. Now we're not ready for that. Luke, Luke 6, verse 46. Luke 6, verse 46. It says, But why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do and not do the things which I say? 
That's Jesus speaking. Now, let the word be truth to us this morning, okay? There's been so much, I would like to say, you know, mamby-pamby, soft stuff, preach. Don't let this be hard, but don't let it be like, because so many things have been preached where it's so soft that it just it doesn't matter. It's how you feel, and it's, it's okay. God loves you. Anyway. He loves you, but if we don't do, we're going to deceive ourselves and be in a bad place even though God loves us. And it's not all about what God loved. You can see that anybody that's a parent or you have a loved and you can love somebody and have them make decisions right in front of your face that hurts them. You don't want them to. You love them, but you're like, stop. Right? And so we can't go down that path of, well, it doesn't matter. God loves me and it's just all okay. It's not okay. We can, we can mess up. We can blow stuff up. We cannot believe the word and, deter and act like we are believing the word and deceive ourselves and get in our place where God himself actually can't help us if we won't believe him. He'll do everything he can to help you. But if we're like, he's, he's, he's going like this and you're running away. So when we hear the word, let it, we, you know, what do we pray before? We always pray this. What just today? Help us to be doers of the word, not hearers only, right? Because that's how we're going to get results, do, being doers of the word. For everybody in here, there isn't a person in here that you're doing the word 100% perfectly. I'm not. We're all coming up, and thank God we can keep coming up, and we're going to keep learning and growing so all of us can come up and be uh, stronger today than, than yesterday. As Jesus said, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not and not do the things which I say. Whoever comes to me and hears my sayings and does them, I will show you whom he is like. He is like a man building a house who dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock. And when the flood arose, the stream beat vehemently against that house and could not shake it, for it was founded on the rock. So the person that does what the Word says, it's like a person. Let's read that part again. He is like, Jesus says, he's like a man building a house, verse 48, who dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock. And when the flood arose, the stream beat vehemently against the house, but it could not shake it, for it was founded on the rock. It was founded on the truth. In other words, he's doing, the man is doing the, what Jesus said, and so he's unshakable. Because it's on the truth. Verse 49, but he who, has, who heard and did nothing is like a man who built a house on the earth without a foundation, against which the stream beat vehemently, and immediately it fell. And the ruin of that house, ruin of that house was great. So when you hear the word, don't do it, it ends up, it ends up failing. So building, doing what God said, it's, it's like building a foundation on the rock, on the truth, on something immovable. But just building, if you, don't, if you don't do what you've heard, 
or I don't do what I've heard. It's like building on the earth without a foundation, and when the storm comes, it gets destroyed. So what's the way to stand is to do what we've heard. Let's look at Matthew 7, verse 24. Another account of the same thing. Matthew 7, verse 24. Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat on that house, and it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it fell, and great was its fall. So given the picture of two people. Now, I made a separate slide here so you could see this. I referred to this last time, but you can see it easier if it's all on one page. Go ahead and put up that other slide I gave you. It's a little bit smaller print, but what I want you to see, this is what I had to do to be able to fit it. These are the two uh, people that, that Jesus is describing. And notice the differences and the similarities in the two Scenarios. It says, and I have things underlined where they're different. Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine, in verse 24. In verse 26, it says, but everyone who hears these sayings of mine. So he's saying the same thing to both persons. Whoever hears the message. The first part says, uh, verse 24, therefore, who hears these sayings of mine and does them. Look down at the bottom. Everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them. So that's the difference. One does them, one doesn't. Go back up to the top. I will liken the one that does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on a rock. You jump down to the bottom. The person that doesn't do them, he will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. So you have both of them heard it. One does it, and then his house is built. He's a wise man built on the rock. The other one heard it, does not do it. He's likened to a foolish man that built his house on the sand. Now notice the next part. Go back up the top, verse 25. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat on that house. Now skip down to the bottom, verse 27. And the rain descended. And the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat on that house. It's the exact same thing that happened to both of them. Literally the same words. You guys with me? Yes. It's the same thing. So in other words, the storms of life are coming to both people. It's not that something harder was coming to one person. And we all have a different walk and call and all that, but the same challenges come to everybody. One, one line of deception Satan will use against you is you're experiencing something other people don't experience. You, 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 the reason your experience is, is because you're super called. or so, you know, That's just, those are lies and pride and deception. 
th th you're experiencing that because you're just you're you're trying so hard and so all these things are coming no if Satan can convince you that you're somehow quote unquote special apart from the word of God then you won't act like the word of God applies in your scenario Instead of just saying, well, this comes, this is coming to me, well, I'm going to do the word anyway. Well, I know that word, but that's a dangerous place to be. If you ever say, but, after quoting the word of God, yeah, just hang your head right then. You just go, no, no, I'm not going to do that. No. If I ever say, the word of God says, but, whatever is coming after that but is trash. It's garbage. Because there is no but after the word of God. There is no truth. There, I mean, there is no uh, something that stands against and modifies the truth of God's word. It ought to be the other way around. This and such and such is happening in my life, but God's word says. That's where you put the but. You are modifying the circumstance and the pressure in the storms and saying, but God's word says. See, that's being a doer of the word. The other is being a hearer because you hear only because you heard the word. You said, God's word says this. In other words, I heard it, but not going to do it. But it doesn't apply to me. But it's too hard. But some other excuse. That, that can only lead to turmoil because God's word's not going to change to suit our situation. There is no circumstance where a sentence that ends with but after God's word is going to end up right. There is no circumstance where God's word will be modified for our condition or our challenge ever. So let's look at the rest of this. Go ahead and put that slide up again. So verse 25 at the top, and the rain descended and floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house. This is the guy that did the word and it did not fall for it was founded on the rock. So the storms came, but it didn't fall because his life's founded on the rock. Look at the bottom. Verse 27, the rain descended, the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house and it fell. This is the person that didn't, the here only, the one that did not do it. It fell, and great was its fall. What was the reason it fell? Because the person didn't base their life on the word of God, on the truth, on the rock, didn't do what they heard. That's it. Yes. Same storms came. They evidently heard the word, same. One did it and stood. The other one did not do it, and they fell. Doesn't say they couldn't do it. Said they did not do it. If God tells you something to do in his word, then we have the ability 
to do it. We have the, everybody said, say, if God told me something in his word, I can do it. I can do what he told me I can do. I can have what he told me I can have. I can be what he told me I can be. I am who he said I am. See, that's agreeing with the word of God. Now, it's easy to do in here. It's when you're facing all the junk out there that you have to say, that's still true. Something's telling you what God said is not true. It's he, it, it, the circumstance or the pressure, something's coming against you saying, God's word is not true in your circumstance. And that's when we have to stand up against it and say, it is true. When the... When a lie comes, well, you can't do God's word. It won't work for you. You say, that is a lie. God's word works for me. And I choose to act like it. See, if you believe it, if you believe God's word, you're going to push back and say, oh, no, it, that, it absolutely does work. If you don't believe it and you side in with what you see, then you're going to have the results we, that was just described. It, something will fall. But it doesn't have to be that way. It might feel like it has to be that way. It might look like it has to be that way. It might look like there is no way. It, it's, it didn't work in this situation. Just didn't work. Either God's true or is not true. So we press into him and say, Lord... My will is to do what you said. So we look at what do I know? Am I doing it? Am I doing what he said to do? And then the, the spirit of God, the Holy One of Israel, will help us to do it. He'll help us to do it. If he told us we can do it, then we say, Lord, I believe your word in spite your flesh, your mind may be screaming at you saying there's no way. But if you'll push through and say, God, I'm being tempted. I'm being tempted to go away from your word. Lord, help me. Strengthen me by your spirit. He will do it. He'll bring you through. Because what he told you you could do, if you'll act like it's true, you'll stand. Yes. It's not based on your human strength. You just trust what he said is true and that if he told you, you give him your will and allow him to work in your life and allow him to strengthen you and you will stand. But if you say, I can't, I can't. I can't. You are actually putting up your hand against him and blocking him from helping you. You are decreeing in your life, there is no help for me. But if we'll say, I, God, I believe you. I trust you, but I'm being pressed. God knows what it's like to be pressed. Jesus was pressed. He called out to God and said, God, if there's any other way to do this thing, but nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. See, he submitted to God and he said, your word, he, he is 100% God, but he's submitting to God the Father saying, your plan's going to go and I will do it. Yeah. 
and he bowed his knee. And so when we're in the, the trial, when we're in the test, when we're being pressed, that's the time we have to say, Lord, I trust your word. I will do it with your help and your strength. With your grace, I'm going to do it. Not my strength, but your ability. If you told me to do it, I can do it. And if you have to shout at the circumstance, you say, I will do what God told me to do. I will have what he said in his word. I can have. It is true. And if the reasonings are trying to scream at you and say it's not, no, that's trying to pull you away and trying to pull you in deception. And if you have to get somebody where by yourself in your car and, and raise your voice and say, God's word's true. Yes. It's true. And I'm going to act like it's true. Sometimes you have to get tough with things. Other, what's, the, what's the alternative? Crashing and burning. What's the alternative? You go down and act like uh, uh, somebody that never heard the word. When those things are screaming at you, and they will, in your mind, Satan is pushing you. The circumstances are pushing you. We need, you, you need to get loud back. Because these aren't games. You need to get by yourself to where everything's you quiet. You're just like, no. If you talk over it, talk over the thoughts, your mind will listen to what you're saying. You ever tried it? it you can't just be thinking. You just get louder. You get it to where those thoughts that are beating on you, they submit. You drown them out. No, I will have what God says. I will follow the plan of God for my life. I will do what God told me to do. His word does work. He is faithful. He is faithful. One of the reasons we, we praise God when we come in here is to silence all the stuff that came in with us from the outside. You're, we're all focusing our, our minds and our hearts on God and we're worshiping him. And you're getting your mind quiet so that you can receive the truth. Hallelujah. This is how you fight. Because there is a war. It's not, well, I heard it, so everything's going to go great now. Well, it felt so good in church, I just understood it. But now it just looks bad. Yes, <laughs> you're faced with circumstance. So how do you fight? You take the word of God and you state it. You speak it. You take authority over any working of Satan and you say, you will not work in my life. God's word is true. But if you listen to the deception that says, no, this is going to happen and, and start saying it, no, I just don't see how you are giving voice to the enemy to take you out. Instead, you quiet that and say, no, what God said will happen in my life. What God said is true. I will have what God said. I am going to be what God said I can be. God's word is working. It's true. And it will work in my life, in the life of my family. And I will have what he said. And my life will go in the right direction. And my body will respond to the word of God. And I will have all my needs met. And I will have the right spouse. 
And my children are going to turn out right. When you have thoughts of your children going away from God, you get in, that, get in the face of those thoughts. Say, oh, no, that's not going to happen to my children. That won't happen to my grandchildren. No, that's not going to happen to my family. That will never happen. I will have what God said I will have for a family. God's faithful. His word is true. His word is true. His word is true. His word is true. Psalm 94, 17, the psalmist said, Unless the Lord had been my help, my soul would have soon settled in silence. That means I would have failed. I could have been dead. Verse 18, If I say my foot slips, your mercy, O Lord, will hold me up. In the multitude of my anxieties within me, your comforts delight my soul. The psalmist is saying, if the Lord had not been my help, I would have failed. And when, you're, when he says, my foot slips, in other words, I'm being pressed. I'm slipping. God, his mercy. It says, your mercy Oh, Lord, will hold me up. But see, you have to call them. You have to say, Lord, I believe what you said. I believe your word's true. Lord, I, I'm getting pressed, but I will stand on what you said, and I will declare it, and his mercy and his grace is there to flood you and help you. You have the greater one on the inside of you. And this, that's how you stand. It's not that you never have a pressure. It's not that you never are pressed that you're pushed, that circumstances are telling you you can't go. No, in the midst of that, you say, no, I will have what God said. Yes. And you, that's how you be a doer of it. Not a hearer only. It's in the middle. It's when the push is happening that you say, but God. God's word's true. And that's how you stand. And that gives God access to bring you over and to make good what he said solidly on the rock that won't be moved. Yes, yes. Hallelujah.